Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is the Manchester United Redcast. It's back for this season by Ladbrokes. Greetings. Welcome wherever you are around the world. You're listening to the Manchester United Redcast. And I've got to tell you, before we're up and going, that the Manchester United Redcast is backed for the whole season by Ladbrokes. Sign up and deposit up to £50 at Ladbrokes. Uh, well, they'll put the same amount into your account, giving you up to £50 worth of free bets altogether now. Whoa. Uh, you can get this offer by going to the link at, uh, at unitedredcast.com. 50 quid, mate. Some of the people here are obviously earning too much. Scoffing at that. Uh, I bet Chris Eubank Jr. could do a lot with that 50 quid right now. Good afternoon. So here we are, United Redcast. It does feel like a clubbing crisis. It does. It does feel like we've got an awful lot to talk about. It does feel like, even though we beat Huddersfield, that things aren't rosy in the camp of Manchester United. Here to discuss it with us uh, is Mr. Ben Paul. Hello. And Mr. Aaron Paul. Aaron. Uh, <laughs> lovely to have both of you here with us. So come on in. Uh, look, look, you know, I want to start with the Huddersfield game. But if we were building, so doing this like a news bulletin, I would have to start with the singularly most important thing. And the singularly most important thing is me think he doth protest too much. The kind of edicts that have been put out by Joseph Mourinho refu- refuting any allegation and claim that there is a problem in the camp with Pogba, they seem pretty strong to me. Ben, is your hunch that there is a problem? My hunch is there might be a problem. I don't think it's a huge problem. I think it's just one of those things. This is, my, this is me being positive today. I think um, I was ill last week. There's no reason why Pogba couldn't have been ill the day before the game. And there, you get tensions in a, in a dressing room. There's no need to blow it all out of proportion. I don't think there's a problem yet. It not, might not be a problem yet, but the guy who came in and for the first 10 or 12 games was a revolution. Then he went out. We really missed him and he came back. Isn't the guy thinner? now? When you bring another superstar in January into your dressing room... It can be destabilising, wouldn't you say? Not for Manchester United. Not for Manchester United. You know, part of me thinks, what is your problem, pal? 
I've, I've, you know, is is the water too hot for you in the in the bath? You know, is the Lucasade too cold? Have you got a spot on your bum? What is it? What is your beef? Because at the end of the day, if Paul Pogba throws a tantrum, I'll tell you what, he, he wouldn't have lasted under Sir Alex Ferguson. He didn't in in this case. But if if yeah, we but if we could we, fast forward the situation, yeah, but he, he didn't, and then we, we spent eighty nine million pounds to buy him but back. I'll tell you something for free. If we could fast forward the situation now, and please God, you know, make this a dream and make Sir Alex Ferguson our manager right now. If Sir Alex Ferguson was our manager, and we spent eighty nine million pound on Paul Pogba, and he's thrown a paddy, I promise you that kid will be on the first flight back to. And we wouldn't win anything. You know what? No, you wouldn't win no. anything with Sir Alex here. But now. we're not a one-man team. Well, we're not well, a one-man yeah, team. You, no. First of all, I think we should establish before we get into it, as we clearly are from all signs. Is there a problem, and what you think it is? We can't go to d- d- deciding and sorting the solution. Is there? A, ben doesn't think there okay. is. Okay, Do you no, think no, there's no, a no, solution? No, 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 no. The, the, this, the, this whole situation, this whole situation is basically. A disgusting chain of events. Okay. Paul Pogba doesn't like how Jose Mourinho plays. So Manchester United sat Jose Mourinho. Uh, Manchester United bringing Carlo Ancelotti. Carlo Ancelotti doesn't like Paul Pogba. Paul Pogba gets sold. Bam, 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 bam. We're going off on a tangent. Is every there, you, week, you're going off on a tangent. Every week. Is no, there a problem? Is a there a, well, tell you what, not a problem? No, when you spend 89 no- million pounds on a player who is sick the, the day after the manager says he will play, and we know he's not performing the way he has. He's not walking the way think, he has. He's not behaving. I'm asking, is there a problem? I think, that, I think we're being too narrow. There is a problem. I don't think Pogba is the problem. I think Jose is the problem. I think he might have lost the dressing room. He's lost the dressing room by, to a degree. I think there's dissatisfaction amongst the players. I think there's a general lack of leadership and a general lack of tactical nous from, from Mourinho. When you see the players that Klopp has bought that fit into his style of play, when you see the players that Pep has bought that fit into his philosophy of football, it seems that we're throwing mud at the wall. Things that Mourinho is throwing mud at the wall thinking, I tell you what, if we buy another world-class player, surely, surely we're going to start playing football. BP, what's the solution? What's the solution? God, if, if you know, I don't get paid enough to provide the solution. I can tell you what the problem is. I tell you the problem is, I don't think Mourinho has the tactics anymore. I think he's been found out. You're, you're saying he's lost the dressing room. Yeah. And when a manager loses the dressing room, that mm. surely only means one thing. Yeah. That I think he, I would like him to leave. Road. I would like him to leave at the end of the season. He won't because he just got oh, awarded a new contract. Well, he's not going to go. And it's clear that the people above your grade and mine don't agree with you, right? They've awarded me a contract for what? For winning the Europa League, for getting us back in the top four when we haven't been in there before, for winning... I mean, yeah, but I don't know. We do this thing, and it's like we ignore... I accept that it is not the Manchester United of old. I have to accept that because they're facts, but surely you have to accept. So since Alex left, we're in the top four. We've, we've won spent, two trophies. And we've spent tantamount to half a billion pounds we've, of getting Yeah, there. but we haven't spent anywhere near as Manchester City. And the only two... We have spent are, pretty close to what Manchester City spent has spent. We spent 200 million pounds on, 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 on defenders. Well, it's 250 million, actually. Well, fine. We have spent, I think, probably, last season, there's, there's barely 100, 100 million in it. 150 million in it. We spent considerably less than Chelsea, considerably less than Tottenham, considerably less than Arsenal. And More, eight, you mean? Sorry, I mean, more. Yeah. They, those teams have spent considerably less than us. 
and we are playing football that's but we're ahead of them. near. Yeah, but we're ahead of them. Ahead the of only two... No, hold you, on. You, you, let if me you give can you play that card, you win. You yeah, win. But, yes, yeah, we're I second. We're second. We're ahead that's of fine. those teams that we spent more Will money. we be second in, the, in a month's time, two months' time? You, t- you tell me. Bro. I don't know. And I, I'm starting to think not. Because the others are playing far what? better football and are what? winning... I, I, I get, I get greater. that. Edgy, you know, I like edgy shows. And edgy though it is, let me say to you, on that point, we do agree, which is why I think we're here tonight. Because there is, however you, and we beat Huddersfield, and we're second in the Premiership, and even after next week, we'll still be second in the Premiership. You can't get away from feeling that something isn't quite right. Uh, what somebody said the other day is quite interesting. An article I read is that Manchester United don't behave with the same arrogance they used to. They no. don't carry the same weight that they used to. And something has changed. What, what do you make of it? Exactly what you just said. The fact of the matter is, as I said last week, people used to fear. Teams used to poo themselves coming to Old Trafford. I remember it was literally, you know, a case of just a you know 11 men facing a, a pack of dogs when 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 they saw Roy Keane and 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 you know Yap Stam and Rio Ferdinand and Nemanja Vidic and co we don't have the same fight we've lost balls we've lost balls somewhere and and you know but maybe the I don't world get excited is, anymore yeah, I don't get excited may, maybe anymore, the world has changed and you know not not empires whether it be the British empire no empire lasts <laughs> forever and over time, you have to hang in there until you can come back. We don't have a God-given right to be the top with the kind of money and the type of, you know, I think that, you know, if you look at the, take Arsene Wenger out of it for a minute. We got many of the top coaches in the top six clubs, haven't we? In top five or six, wouldn't you say? Klopp's got to be up there. Guardiola's got to be up there on reputation. Then you've got to say Mourinho is up there. Pochettino is the new one coming. That's what we're dealing with here. And I think it's very, very interesting. But I have to agree with you. We are at a point where I don't know what's going to happen next. Do you think the club's lost identity? Completely. And, 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 and do you think that the manager's a root cause of this? I think that one of the things that... Ben will know, and even before Ben, I've said since day what since Alex left, and even while he was still there, you felt that we were a club in transition, and people kind of poo pooed it, and you just always feel like it, like it's, and I know all football teams and all clubs are e evolving, right? So to some extent, it's an evolution, but you kind of, I don't think, even though we're second, you. E- I understand your point. Are we any further ahead than we were at this point? Last I don't week? think we're. Uh, who says we are evolving? Who's to say that we have any? Aaron was talking about any balls. I don't know if we have any heart. I saw at the beginning of the season Pogba as being a heart of that team. Maybe it's Mourinho's man management skills. We're constantly seeing Luke Shaw left on the sidelines. We're constantly seeing some mind games being played with Pogba. Um, we we had as pro- Sanchez destabilized Pogba. I don't know if he has. Because both of them can be accommodated in the same team. Yeah, well, you would think so, but you've seen signs of petulance where Sanchez was a top man at Arsenal. I for don't know if that's necessarily you know, you know Sanchez. If, if that is if that is how Paul Pogba feels when you're bringing in a team to better 
the quality of the club and the quality of the squad. Well, I'm sorry, mate. No player is bigger than the right. I'm right. not sure he yeah, is. Yeah, I don't I'm not know. Sh- it might be where he's... Is he a... Bo- okay, let's do it this way then. Because then we, we'll be able to answer our own problem, I think. Is he a box-to-box midfielder? Is he a box-to-box midfielder? Is he someone that plays... I, I, I'm trying to describe where it is, but it's a kind of quarterback. It's behind a number 10, but it's certainly in the centre of the park, bossing the midfield and kind of spreading the ball around. Is he somebody who is actually a number 10? Should he be given free reign to roam? Well, where I didn't see much of him at the old didn't. lady. Where, where, where did he play best? Well, he played left, left of left of a midfield three, but and that's because he wasn't trusted. Uh, who knows? But <laughs> we're trying to accommodate. I thought he was bought as a new Brian Robson, as a, as a Roy Keane, somebody yeah. who would be box to box, get help out across the pitch, and have influence them every stage of that game. Yeah. But he's not doing that, and now there's talk of facilitating him moving to the left by bringing in another solid midfield player alongside Matic. We, could have, we thought it could have been Herrera. He's not having, a, not having a great season. Let's talk about Tony Cruz coming to fill that role. 28-year-old from Real Madrid who's probably going to cost, what, or is, he, is it a Bayern Munich? I can't remember. But um, probably get £100 million for a 28-year-old. Um, just to facilitate Pogba moving out to the left. Now, it's not as if we're lacking left-sided midfielders. Before, we had Martial and Rashford fighting over that realm. Now, we've got Sanchez in there. Now, Pogba wants to play out there. Suddenly, we got, we're all lopsided and we sold a right-handed midfielder to Arsenal. I'm yeah. not saying it's a bad decision, but we seem to be lopsided. Everybody wants to play left-sided midfield. You give up, I mean, on that point, you give up Mkhitaryan for Sanchez. You, you take that all day, don't you? Mm. You, I mean, you know, because you've given McKitty and he had flashes of brilliance before yeah, we, he got we, injured. You've got to give it up. He was never going to be no, a Manchester United player. I agree. I agree. Okay, right. But so suddenly, what, but suddenly yeah. we've got all these world-class or why is Why is, why is, young, why is young there in front of the kid then? Because why is he, Ashley Because play? he plays with heart. And you know what? I'll, I'll give him credit. I'm not his biggest fan, Ashley Young. You know, his his goal return for actually starting at the club as a winger and only progressing to a full-back position over the last two to three years, his goal return is, is absolutely horrendous. I think he scored about seven or eight goals for United in well over 100 appearances. But for a player who looked like he was out that door, he wasn't even, he wasn't even hovering around the door. He was well out the door. <laughs> He has really, really worked hard. But well, how to bring do you play? Let me ask you again, then a direct question: How do you play him ahead of the future, which is Luke Shaw? That's a question you got to ask Jose Mourinho. I, I, I just when I see it, I'm just kind of like, oh no, I, I, I'm baffled as well. I'm baffled as well. And this is the man management thing. At the beginning, you know, there's been certain spats with, with Mourinho and players. At the beginning of the of, of last season, it was him, him and Mkhitaryan. Mkhitaryan came in and played a blinder. Luke Shaw and him have not got on since day one um, and then you, you know we'll talk about Pogba etc there's something going on with Luke Shaw but yeah, Luke I, Shaw I thought Luke Shaw was going and Danny Rose I was coming well. I, I mean he's worked with Poch before it seems to me a win-win and, and, and the thing that I haven't seen I find myself agree with you which is making me feel very uncomfortable pass me the toilet paper please <laughs> <laughs> which, 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 which is that players get better under good managers, and I don't know many players See, recently that have got better under Joseph. Yeah, the, the, yeah. the thing is, I, I've done a lot of reading and I watched a lot of you know, 
you know, interviews and whatnot on YouTube. So when I see players like Frank Lampard and a lot of the old Chelsea God turning around and going, you know, we called Jose dad and stuff like that. And he was so close to us and he was the best coach I've ever worked with, blah, blah. I'm sitting there going, how come he was doing it there? And what's going on here? What's the, why does he's, he see, he doesn't seem like the manager. He seems kind of detached. You know, I don't know if you ever watched, um, the 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 Brian the Brian Clough movie yeah his time at Leeds yeah you know that sort of separate mm. entity to the dressing room it feels like that yeah it does a bit and it make, since Chelsea's ego has expanded think, no you know well you, belief, you say so that a, a, a he's staying in the Lowry so he's not got yep. the family stuff and you we all know I mean what, it's a terrible hotel well, I've, I've stayed there I, I thought it was alright but I didn't have to live there did I, liked I? It. I stayed there for a night I, let's, I let's, let's, let's just remind ourselves he hasn't got you know the uh, the single room with the fold out camp bed for when his boy comes to stay he's got a penthouse suite yeah but he's not got his family he's not got his um, children he's not got his if anybody from the Lowry is I listening prefer, I prefer to Aaron stay you know, you you know, know maybe it's at my age you know what? I prefer to stay at home than in a I, hotel I, 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 I look to an article there's, there's a, a new blog I'm following called The Coach's Voice and a manager who I, I know personally, Savicio Kanovic at Fulham, I read an article, that man hasn't lived at home in 12 years. He's got three children. He's been, he's got to Thailand, he's gone to Israel, he's gone to Spain, he's gone to England, he's been to England twice, he's been here, there, 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 there as a coach and he appreciates that. I have to, you know, put my child's, my, my children's life. And I haven't got children, so I wouldn't know. But he has to put his children's education first. So he sent them to Madrid. They've got a central base in Madrid. He will fly back and visit them. If it was up to Jose Mourinho and he knew what he wanted to do. I mean, Manchester's what? 180 miles away from London. It's not, this is not, you know, Greenland to, to, to London, is it? It's, it's, it's a baffling situation. Well, and I think it's a non-point. Well, it's well it, it feeds into him being slightly disconnected. The other thing that does that is his uh, experience at Chelsea. Uh, maybe we talked a little bit more about the manager, but we'll certainly look back at the game against Huddersfield and look forward to Sevilla uh, and the uh, match against Chelsea. And you could argue that the wheels started coming off the Chelsea bus uh, when those two managers started arguing. Uh, we'll do that in a few short minutes. You're listening to the Manchester United Redcast, and we are talking about the greatest team on earth. <laughs> This is the Manchester United Redcast. It's back for this season by Ladbrokes. Welcome back to the Manchester United Redcast. My name is Eddie. His name is Ben. His name is Aaron. Aaron. And uh, he gets annoyed when we say that. We, we need to be careful of poking the beer, don't we? It's, it's, quite, it's quite a big beer. <laughs> but we're here talking about Manchester United. We were uh, just before the ads talking about Jose Mourinho. Uh, look, let's jump to the Chelsea game because we'll come back to the Huddersfield one because it was fairly ordinary. Uh, I think that when the wheels came off or started coming off, because after he argued, the two managers argued, I don't think they scored again for three games. We're going to see that reignited this week after the uh, uh, game in Europe, aren't we, Ben? <laughs> yeah, of course. Um, I don't know. I, I can't, I've, I've stopped predicting what we're going to do. I don't know whether I don't know if Jose will go out and score, go go fully on the attack. Yeah, I don't, but, I don't but, know what but, to do. My, my, my point in asking you the question in the way I did is that so much was of him creating this kind of bunker mentality, which is that he would take the he he would and then allow the team to play. Uh, but he'll have an axe to grind. They embarrassed us, didn't they? That four and and you know cheering and trying to get the crowd up at four. So like, don't do that. He'll have something to say, won't he, Aaron? 
Yeah, it's 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 a really weird one for me. It it feels like both managers who are slightly sort of just on their way out. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, with Antonio Conte, you know, I don't like Chelsea, but I feel bad for him because, again, having been sort of close to the London media and London press and and sort of the Chelsea press, you know, he is actually a half-decent guy. He's a half-decent guy who is a good manager. He will go and get a job in the future. Unfortunately, he's come under, you know, Roman Abramovich's sort of, you know, you you know, he's come into the crosshairs of the bayonet. With Jose Mourinho as well, you know, there's mind games, but it all feels kind of pointless. I say you only do mind games when you're actually winning and you're doing something. It gets embarrassing otherwise. But aren't they both technically, technically having a successful season? You know, last time Chelsea won, weren't they 10th the following year? That's when Jose Mourinho got sacked. And here we've got uh, a team in Manchester United, a second only to what everybody describes as an exceptional team. So how is it that we're talking about both these teams as though they are losing? Uh, you know, they're ahead of Liverpool, this squash, swashbuckling team that can put anybody to the sword. They're ahead of Tottenham, uh, who play magnificent football and have one of the leading, the hearts of the England. And they're ahead of Arsenal, who are having a difficult time at the minute. So why is it that both of these teams feel or it feels because like I think it's a disaster. because it's stop start I don't think we can see further ahead than the next few games never mind next year or the year after and I think with other clubs you can see beyond that and I think you can see and you can forgive the likes of Liverpool and, and City any short term mishaps because you can see the long term there you can see what they're trying to do and I'm not sure we see the vision I'm not sure we share Jose's vision that's the frustration. And when we start losing to Newcastle, when we start squandering masses of possession against Huddersfield, that when we stop, when we, when we grind out 1-0 victories or letting last-minute goals for two all, you know, painful draws, you don't see the bigger picture. I think that's the frustration with United fans. But it's better than last year. We didn't come top four last yeah, year. But, and it's better than also, the year before. When we only won the well, FA Cup. So, so it, if I've got a chart, well, if I've got a chart, if, if at the end of the year we are judged by where we come in the Premiership, I can show you in a chart how we've got United them. fans don't judge just by where right. you come okay. in the Premier League. Okay. We all know this. There is a philosophy behind the club. There's a style of playing football. That's how we judge a good United team. If you go out on the attack, but you lose, you can forgive your team a little bit more than if they park the bus. Yeah. Yeah, that, that I, I, th- I think when you, you when you go back to the point of looking back at you know the past two three seasons, Louis Van Gaal was a condemned man from November. Yeah, let's be fair. His head was being called for. There were rumours he's going to be sacked on this day, this day, this day. Yeah, and and they up, did nothing and to they make did him nothing, feel better. And they embarrassed they? him on the on the day of the FA Cup yeah. final. You know what? I think if someone had offered us Arsene Wenger or basically anyone but him, we would have taken it. If someone had said, hey, Mike Phelan and René Muhlenstein are going to no, do a little no, double team, you're, taking, you're telling me you would have kept Louis van Gaal? It was a jo- we were a laughing stock under Louis van Gaal. We had such high hopes. And you know what? The biggest thing for me under van Gaal was when they, when, 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 van Hall when Holland beat Spain, Rashford through. Because he was desperate. He had no well, strikers. Well, we bought him through and he scored goals. Van how, Hall, how many other, how Ward, many other youth the F- players the How many other youth players did Louis van Gaal bring through? Tell me. Why don't know? youth players Ray, don't Ray come Gumpel, through? Reagan Paul, the, the, you know, where's he gone? <coughs> Guillermo Varela, where's he gone? You know, but he bought Marshall there, didn't he? 
he bought Martial under under a whole uh, sort of uh, a cloud, but he also bought Angel Di Maria. He brought in Falcao. You know, unfortunately, it's back to the first point where you say that we're buying big names and we're plugging, you know, gaps with big names and just hoping it kind of you know just ties uh, us over. Funny enough, I thought it was Marino because they were sharing the same agent. I thought. Falcao was at Chelsea, wasn't he? After, he went to Chelsea. He went to Chelsea yeah. after. After, yeah. Well, look, again, I make the point, we're technically having a successful season, but it's being presented or the way that it feels on this podcast is as though we can't see the future. We can't see the progression. Therefore, let's go through the games that we've got to come. Uh, we shouldn't ignore Huddersfield because I think at Huddersfield, it absolutely showed me the strength and the weakness of somebody like Lukaku. He absolutely battered and bullied Agreed. those guys. Mm. And it's like the flat pitch bully, is that is that what they call it? And and that's what we saw there against, you know, bigger, stronger, more capable guys, top six guys, he's not going to be able to do that and has never been able to do that. It was nice to see the link up play of the second goal between him and Sanchez. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. That was quite nice. Sorry, I saw the second goal as, as the one that, uh, you know, was, I think it was, was the matter one. The, was scored by a matter, which was, a, which <laughs> was a lovely goal. The, the third goal. one. So the third, the third goal. What nonsense was that? I didn't think that that was what they brought the video referee no, in a tra- for. it's a travesty. And actually he was on site, leaning off site, but it was, technically... It was half a kneecap. It was yeah, it was a travesty. It's nonsense, wasn't it? Yeah. And that can't be what it... Sorry for interrupting you. Sorry. You no, the, thir- the third goal, I think the, the link-up play between him and Sanchez was actually very, very good. To convert the play from defence to attack so quickly, which yeah, but, is something... Yeah, both of those, he got the ball in a really deep position yeah. and ran through I'm them. Just, yeah. I'm just like, whoa, 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 what's, what's going on here? <laughs> you know, like, like, yeah. Whoa, that's a strong guy. <laughs> you know, and, and bang. They were good finishes as well. Yeah. I, I was I was quite impressed. But he won't. He hasn't. He ain't going to do that against Tottenham. He ain't going to do that against Man City. He ain't going to do that against well, maybe Liverpool actually or Arsenal. Do you feel might. he had more license to kind of roam? Under uh, well, he's the only player that doesn't get dropped. I mean, he said it, and he's right, isn't he? He plays every game. He does everything, doesn't he? He does that. It's Latan last season. It's 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 a it's he's a workhorse. But what, what? Why is it that you don't feel, even though he scored, was he scored now? 20 goals, easy, isn't he? Why is it you still don't feel as though he has had the most magnificent I'm happy with, I'm I'm happy with Lukaku. Mm. I know I'm probably miserable about everything else. I'm happy with Lukaku. It's a good first season. His stats are all right. He can just, he's getting better and better and better. What about that idea? Didn't I see a little little sign of Bailly coming back there? Oh yeah, he's back this month. It's got to be the best news ever, isn't it? We've taken this 25 minutes to actually mention Do you know what that is like? That is like... A new player. No, that is like the equivalent of me and you being on an emergency tax code for a year and then getting a massive check through the post. Oh yeah, getting a discount. A massive check through the post just going, yes. I, you know, you know, I've been tracking, you know, on the website and, via the various sports agencies and whatnot about by and literally as soon as it's always back I, I, was, I was so it uplifted as long as he can stay back because yes. if he's a croc if he keeps getting injured if he's another Phil Jones or Vincent Company then you got to question his value but yes oh my god he's the best he's best centre it is, club it, is the, it is the new kind of big value position in any club isn't it that the centre half it's just like if you can get those right then and and you look at the but what's club, with Lindelof? What's with Lindelof? Is that the partnership for the future? So, sorry, Jets. I'm going to interrupt this very quickly by saying <laughs> I went to watch Fulham versus Aston Villa on on John Saturday. T- John Terry. No, Axel Twanzaby. What a player! Really? We, we've kid, always we've always been fans of him. This kid was winning plaudits everywhere. Just going. 
who's that number 28? Who's that number 20? I'm like, yeah. he's a Axel good, Twan, he's Davies. a good player. What a player. He was all over the place. He was everywhere. Send, was send so him back or, full, or would you play him at fullback? I'll play him anywhere. Get him <laughs> in. I'll play him anywhere. I'm, I'm, I'm very big on promoting the youth. So yeah. him and someone like Fosu Mensah. Get Fosu Mensah, future you know. right back. Well, I, don't know. I mean, if he really fancied him, Fosu Mensah would be there. I yeah, think I mean, if he fancied him, he'd be playing holding that, midfield. That, that, that kind of get, getting him out on loan to get a year's experience, I don't know that nah, nah, uh, Mourinho is that kind of guy. Get him out because actually they may destabilise my team and they're not going to get a game. That's how I see it. I think with someone like Marcus Rashford, I think we've got to remember that at that point, we were so threadbare squad numbers wise that he had to come and do a job for us, you know. And then it was literally a case of, well, he scored eight goals for us last season. Let's give him a chance in the first team. It wasn't a case of, you know, let's farm him out on loan somewhere. You're talking about the England striker, man. You're talking about the kid. And so he's, he's apart from Harry Kane, he's a number, he's a second name on the team sheet. He's a, yeah. That's right. <laughs> He's an English striker. Know, but I'm talking about the youth coming through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know that we can regret reg- right. now. Yeah, I get that. I hope. But you see, that, well, okay, I'm, I'm going to ask you something. Bar that game against Midgetland, had you actually had it crossed your mind? You know what? We should be playing this kid, Rashid. Not a chance. Because then you would have said the same about James Wilson, you know, who was banging goals in in the under 21s. Yeah, like he's Rashford gone was. now. All these players that have, you know, I remember when Giuseppe Rossi was banging in goals for the under 21s. He didn't get a run out in the first team. The fact but of the not everybody is, makes it. Yanazai didn't make it, and we had higher hopes of Yanazai almost than anybody. We had high hopes for so many of the mm. young. And McTominay, fantastic again. Well, well, I think he's going to be okay. I think that, you know, were we to do a general podcast about. Certainly on a day that, you know, if anybody's listening from outside the country, uh, Google Barry Burnell uh, and, and you'll see that that's the darker side of football and young people coming through uh, and a number of them that don't come through at Chelsea. Let's say how many have they got out on loan and what's going on. There is a story there somewhere. Not a story for us because we're Manchester United. Now, Sevilla, look, all the teams have done well in uh, the Champions League, all the British teams. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, was it Tottenham 2-2 against the old lady? They've yep. got to be favourites when it comes back to Wembley. 5-0, yep. wasn't it, for uh, mm. Liverpool with the, their, yep. un, their un, underperforming striker finally getting a hat-trick. Mm. Uh, and, then, and then we had the other big result, which is the, the, the Man City one, yeah. right? So it's just us, d- isn't it? Defensive midfielder getting two goals. Yeah, yeah so, we, so yeah. it's us. Yeah, we've got to win 6 0 to have any chance of some sort of respect in Europe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do we know about Sevilla, big fella? Um, in Spain? Yeah, they're Spanish. <laughs> they, uh, yeah. They're not like throwing tomatoes. Boom, boom. boom. Uh, We're here. No, I want to know about them on the pitch. I don't um, care about anything else. Liverpool don't like playing them, <laughs> very simply. I, I think. They are a tough test. I think obviously they they lost Unai Emery, who was quite a big, bit big name for him. Um, they're going to be tough. I mean, I can't see us going there and beating them five 0 personally. Um, I think it's going to be quite narrow. Score a goal. I think it'll be a one one or a two one or something. Yeah, but like that. it'll be score it'll be, a it'll be one of them a typical gritty United away performance where. You don't really want to watch it, and then seventy minutes in, it all comes alive. You know, one of them ones, like the equivalent of playing like a Dynamo Kiev or something like that. One of them ones, and I think it'll be a very simple case of bringing them back to Old Trafford and finishing them off. I hope so. Just quickly before we end the podcast, lots been said about naming rights to the stadium. Have you heard anything about that? And would you have a problem with it? If it what the Eddie Nesta Stadium? Well, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah I'd have a massive problem. The with young Eddie Nesta. <laughs> I'd have a huge problem. But with it's it. a lot of money. I don't it care. in a lot of money. I don't care. Hey, like the Emirates, the Etihad. You can't think, be like that. We're not in a relationship yet. I don't <laughs> care. I don't care. It's not the answer. I just think what we're one player away, you know, that's the amount you play on an average midfielder now or City are playing a fullback. That's the amount of money you're talking about for yeah. a season's naming rights. Nah. Come on, you can't. You, you sell yourself to the devil only so much, but come off it. The Asda Old Trafford, or <laughs> yeah, I don't think you're going to win it. That it'd be the Chevrolet Old Trafford or something. God like that. forbid that day ever I th- comes. I, th- I think it will happen because I think commercially, uh, I think what they do is they look at what you spend on everything to equate to what you can then spend, and that's why you know places like the Etihad. Interesting enough, somebody was willing to spend. Uh, I, th- I think that's got more to do with financial fair play than anything that Etihad had. You know, the fact that the owners of Manchester City mm. own that airline mysteriously as well and own a lot of other things is, is very much a case of we're going to put money back into the club so it doesn't look that bad. Um, it would it would actually break my heart probably if 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 the club decides to, you know go for naming rights um, they've done it to the training ground to be fair I wouldn't be surprised if the Glazers did it they're, they're, they're well, that's, money that, that's the thing I think the way that we are funded motivated as opposed to the Etihad is very very different indeed listen thank you very much I don't know why it's been it's these two have taken us all the way down but it isn't going to stay down there it will stay up uh, this is a positive positive podcast the Manchester United Red Cars uh, ben and Aaron, we're going to go, Ben, because Aaron is going to read something for everybody. If he's and, uh, and I don't think I'm not so, going to put so, him so, off at no, all. No, no, no. So you, you, thank you. And thank you. Uh, goodness knows what's about to happen now. But until next week, come on, you Reds, and come on, Aaron. So, six days ago, what day was it? Anyone? Valentine's. It was. It was the day of love. It was their life. And you know, with like all social media trends and whatnot, you know, Manchester City thought, let's have a bit of banter with everyone. Let's go out there and let's go for one of them roses are red, violets are blue. So they put out a tweet which engaged, well, just only 729 retweets, not much. Um, They go, let's see who gets the best Valentine's Day rhymes. Uh, Roses are red, Manchester is blue. And credit... And I, I never usually do this. Credit to a Liverpool fan, uh, Jack underscore more seven, a songwriter based in London, who got 29,000 retweets and 55,000 likes by knocking this absolutely brilliant one up. Roses are red. Manchester is blue. Without Shake Manzel, you'd be in League Two. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at unitedredcast.com. This is the Manchester United Redcast. It's back for this season by Ladbrokes. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. 
To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk, and we're also available on all podcast platforms, including iTunes, Acast, and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.